Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, hello, sweet listeners, and welcome back to the In the Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, otherwise known as Vic in the Meadow in all my corners of the internet. And today, we're going to be talking about some of my favorite things. Last week's episode was super, super heavy. If you missed it, it was me talking all about my OCD journey, diagnosis, treatment, my story, if you will. I just want to say thank you to everybody that messaged me and had kind things to say. I'm really happy that a lot of other people with emetophobia seem to have found that and a few people have actually already inquired about trying ERP therapy themselves. So I feel like everyone has a better understanding of it and that makes me happy. Perfectionist in me is already like, man, since I recorded that about two weeks ago, there's already been so many more things that I have learned and understood and how this and why this presents in me, but that'll be for another day in who knows, maybe half a year, a year, when I do a part two of how things continue to go. I've been doing fairly well. Like I said in that episode, I'm in the really hard parts of therapy right now, so that is very all-consuming to my time. Doing my homework daily, I kind of have to base my day a little bit around when I can squeeze my homework in and be in a good mindset because I really have to be in a good and confident mindset to tackle that. It makes planning things a little bit hard and I'm okay with that. I started this in the winter knowing that I would have lots of time to work on it and tackle it and hopefully feel better. But that aside, what else is new? I'm trying to think. Oh, a big one and I was gonna touch on this in this favorites anyways, but the new Crescent City book came out, Crescent City 3, House of Flame and Shadow, and I did indeed devour that in an unreasonable amount of time. I think within 48 hours, this is a thousand page book. I could not put it down. And I know I've been such a, a hater, an on and off hater of Sarah J Mass books as I have read all of them since the fall, but I accept no slander for the Crescent City books. I know everyone says like A Court of Thorns and Roses is their favorite series or Throne of Glass and they have a hard time getting into Crescent City. I am the polar opposite. I am so invested in Crescent City. Like all three books have been five stars for me. Book two was a little spotty to get through, but 
I really, really enjoyed the new book is all I'm saying. No spoilers, but if you want to talk about it, feel free to message me on Instagram because I am just busting up the seams with happiness from that. But I've been in a bit of a reading slump ever since. When you read a book that is just so good, it's really hard to keep the ball rolling because nothing else lives up to the hype. I've been reading some thrillers that I have that have been sitting on my physical TBR pile and I just finished a really good one today called The Lion Club and I can't remember the author's name off the top of my head but it's a domestic thriller and I love a good domestic thriller like neighborhood drama, family drama type thing, big little lies vibes. Anyways, what else is new with me? I'm still feeling well over that nasty bug I had and I've been talking to so many people. It sounds like everybody was so sick in January. Lots of hearing about COVID and the flu going around. Everyone's just going through it. It's been a rocky start to the year for a lot of people. Oh, we could do a very brief low buy update on how that's going for me because I don't think I really touched on that last week because we needed to get going into the therapy talk, but this should be a shorter episode. So my low buy year, if you haven't been following, I am aiming to spend less money this year. And it's not even so much about the money as it is just changing my relationship with consumerism and capitalism. And when I was sick, this was really easy because I was staying home. I wasn't going out anyways. I've already really curbed my use of online shopping and Amazon because I like to think on purchases. So I find on Amazon once a month, maybe I'll order my essentials. For example, this past weekend, I ordered my hand soap refill, the big J.R. Watkins refill because you can get it for like $4.50 on Amazon and it's double that price in the store often. Well, that hasn't been so tempting. Now that I've been feeling better and going back out into the world, it's been a bit of a struggle. I have bought some things. But again, if you listen to my low buy episode earlier in the year, then you know I did have exceptions for myself. And I don't want to be restrictive. This is just mindfulness. So whether I live up to all of them, I don't know and I don't care. The big one that I talked about and I continue to talk about is books. And that is just a general exception that I'm going to try and do the library first, a secondhand bookstore second. And then if I really, really can't find it, buy a copy on my Kindle. I don't think I've had to do that yet. But I, I did get up. I did get up to some used book shopping and I need to share about it because it is definitely a favorite. And then we'll roll into my actual favorites that I have written down. When this episode goes up, actually, I will also be posting my collaboration with the Goodwill Bookstore up on my Instagram, which I'm super excited about. So I did find some really good thrillers there. I picked up a Ruth Ware book and with Taryn Fisher, I think is the other author. I can't remember authors' names very well, but I picked up some good books there, but that's not what I'm really excited about. What I'm really excited about was my trip to the antique mall and this does expand beyond books to what I got so let's unpack that first of all in my head if I'm going to purchase something I try and purchase it secondhand first so that there's not more things being created in this abundant world of already having too many things and then if I can't find it secondhand if I really really need something then I'll buy it new so antique stores are always my go-to and my partner and I have been on the hunt for some shelves with brackets for probably the last eight months spoiler we did not find any wall shelves with brackets it's just really hard to find some that are in our budget of what we'd like to spend we went into the antique store with the thought of 
maybe we'll find some shelves for the wall to put more of our books up because my partner also really likes to read. Instead, I was greeted with so many Beatrix Potter books. First, I stumbled across just a few individual ones and one of the ladies that works at the store came up to me and she was like, we have more Beatrix Potter books in the back if you want me to grab some. How this antique store works is there are different vendors, right? I think a lot of antique stores are set up this way where vendors rent a space in the shop and then when you check out, they basically write up the booth number so that they know whatever, whatever. So my point here is not every employee knows every single booth's inventory in the store because it's a really big store. We spent two hours just browsing getting ideas anyways this lovely woman comes back and she's like okay i've got a bunch more if you want to look through and see which ones you need so i'm looking i'm like okay okay and then another woman who works there comes up and she was like oh i have the whole collection and i'll give it to you for 10 percent off and we were like what is going on right now we just we just got sniped but that sounds great. And I'm a very nostalgic person and I've been really into collecting some old children's books that I appreciated when I was young and I really love the artwork of still. A couple months ago I picked up the Four Seasons Brambley Hedge books from, they must have been the 90s when I was a kid, I can't remember, 80s or 90s. I just, I love Beatrix Potter and the little white hardcovers from the 80s this those are the ones i'm talking about if you know you know i'll probably put a story up on my instagram anywho she was like i have all 23 i'll give them to you for 45 dollars plus 10 percent off and i was like absolutely yes because i've been buying them individually and i've only bought like three which i'm gonna gift to a friend of mine with kids and I was paying like $4 a book. And if you math the math of buying the whole set and secondhand at that with 10% off, it was just well worth it. I did indeed find a few other things as well because this antique store had so much Beatrix Potter. I just, I dove into that rule that I had made about home decor, homeware, I can't remember the umbrella that I put it in. I think I said I'd let myself have five pieces throughout the year. I don't think I'm gonna actually be counting. I did indeed technically pick up four things. Technically five, if you wanna get really picky here. Okay, no one's gonna put me in into low by jail, but I found a really, really stinking cute Peter Rabbit plushie. And I was like, oh man, this is gonna look so good with my Peter Rabbit display. And then if you aren't familiar, I encourage you to look up the Royal Dalton Bunnykins dishware sets. I already have one that I thrifted that holds our toothbrushes of the Bunnykins in like a knitting scene. Oh my good gravy, the antique store had so, so much. And I was like, you know what? I had budgeted for my month already. This was at the very end of January. And I was like, I am feeling too restrictive with myself and I am really gonna appreciate these and they bring me a lot of joy and thus they're coming home with me. So I ended up getting a mug, a little plate that I've already got displayed. The mug is also displayed on my Peter Rabbit bookshelf now. And then two of the Bunnykins bowls. I'll probably maybe also post those on my Instagram story because they're so stinking cute. But that was my antique store trip which i'm really happy about and i've been sitting really happy with those finds and being able to buy secondhand and not new felt really great and it's things that i have been looking for it was not impulse purchases except for the plushie that was a, i cannot i cannot go home without it otherwise i've been doing 
Well, I think I had mentioned with fast food, my goal was if I get cash from tips at work, I would contribute those to fast food. If I did already have enough set aside for gas, groceries, and my quote unquote extras, which is my hair, getting my hair done. And I did, so I think I bought A&W once with my $20 bill. Otherwise, I have not done any fast food. I even deleted my cards that were saved in my Uber Eats app. I also keep the app deleted off my phone anyhow, but I figured, you know what, it's good to just make it even harder even harder to spend money. So I deleted those saves out of the account and then deleted the app again, just so that I can't even be tempted because those are things that I really do not want to be spending money on. Been cooking a lot more, baking a lot more, and it's really saving us money on groceries as well, which has been wonderful. One other thing I should say that I did buy this year was something that, again, I sat on this purchase for, I think, two weeks. That was getting some alcohol-based markers, which I ended up buying at HomeSense. That was where they were the cheapest. If you're on Instagram or TikTok in the world of coloring, you've probably heard of Bobby Good's coloring books. I do not have one. Uh, they are a little out of my price range for what I would like to spend on a coloring book and I really appreciate her art and I love that for people. I'm just trying to use up all the coloring books I already have. But the Bobby Goods coloring books are so stinking cute and there's all these people on TikTok that do lives and videos of coloring them with alcohol-based markers and it just looks beautiful. My pencil crayons that I have had for years are on their last leg. Like some of them, like I don't even think can get one more sharpen out of them. I've really started to use them up and I don't enjoy coloring as much with pencil crayons so I don't reach for it often because I find that the texture that it leaves is weird so when I saw how these markers color I was like oh my god that would be really lovely and I've been doing good of using up my hobbies which is something that I've talked about I've been using up the scraps of yarn that I've had from leftover projects and I have not bought any new yarn and I'm still not ready to buy any new yarn working on knitting some more cardigans for my friend's kids stuffed animals right now which is super fun she saw my jelly cat once and she was like oh my daughter would love those. And I said, I got you. Keeps me busy while I'm watching TV. She's getting scrap yarn, stuffed animal cardigans and sweaters made. But I have been, I have been, I will say, struggling with my mental health a bit as I am in these hardest parts of therapy right now. And I am trying to really protect and make my inner child feel safe. Uh, which is a topic I'm not going to get into because it's very personal. But coloring has been really lovely for that. So anyways, my point here is I kept hearing about these Ohuhu markers. Oh, this is actually my first favorite. So we're getting into the favorites now. Uh, and I kept hearing about these Ohuhu markers, which were already the dupe for some fancy marker from Michaels. But I looked on Amazon and I was like, oh, even the Ohuhu markers are kind of expensive. And I thought, you know what? I feel like I've seen in the craft aisle at sense some markers before and I was like let's just go look so I'm like I'd rather spend the least amount of money possible and lo and behold we went to HomeSense they had the alcohol-based markers and I got them I think I got a 36 pack for $16 and then I also bought a little 12 pack for like $5 of pastels which again I have had zero regrets about that purchase because I have had hours and hours of fun and in my head therapy with my coloring and I am using up is that the right word going through the coloring books that I already have was I tempted to get a cute Bobby Goods coloring book for $31 plus shipping yes did I no saying no I already have 
three coloring books that I've had for a while to go through. My favorite, which somebody bought off my Amazon wish list that I have after Boo had passed away, and it's a Farting Greyhounds coloring book. And I did a couple over the summer when we were sitting outside on the porch with my pencil crayons, and it is just so much fun. And so I've done some of those. I also have a bluey coloring book that my best friend got me also after Boo passed away in a little care package that she had to kind of keep me distracted and having healthy coping mechanisms if you will and i have one of those like adult coloring books where you know what they're kind of more intricate that's like a seaside cottage one i haven't dipped my toes back into that one yet that's one that i'm kind of like am i actually going to want to use it up or should i pass it along to like my mom or someone who might have fun i don't know but my first favorite this is this is the segue is coloring in general it's just been really really great for my brain and the way these alcohol markers color in like it just is so satisfying it's so vibrant it's wild there's a bit of a learning curve i have realized with the alcohol-based markers it's, it's been so good like i'm already excited for later tonight after i'm done recording this and making dinner to sit down while i watch h2o just dead water which is my next favorite we're gonna get into and to color so that brings me into my next favorite which has been re-watching some of my old favorite shows and this is something that i constantly do and i've definitely talked about this before i think i told y'all when i was sick i was re-watching the lazy mcguire movie aquamarine like they just don't make stuff the same anymore i think we're all maybe not I'm a very nostalgic person. I think a lot of us are as we go through our 20s and 30s and just yearning for a simpler time. But I realized that the show H2O Just Said Water is all on Amazon Prime Video and I have like vague memories of it. It's a mermaid, teenage girl mermaid show if you're not familiar from Australia. And I have been really enjoying rewatching it. I really need stress-free things in my life right now, especially going through therapy. It takes pretty much all my capacity that I have mentally. So in my off time, I really, really need to just have like a very peachy life. That's the best way I can describe it. It's so funny. My boyfriend has got so hooked into the show too. Like he'll act like he doesn't care that he sits down and he's like, oh, you know, he'll go to the bathroom. Well, what did I miss? What, what did Ricky decide to do? Very fun. So that's definitely been a favorite for mine. And on the topic of Beatrix Potter, I have been re-watching the world of Beatrix Potter and Friends, the animated series based on the books, which I think was the 90s? Might have even been the 80s. It might have even been the 70s, but I think it was the 80s or 90s that this came out. And I remember seeing it when I was a kid. It, it's actually all up on YouTube if you look up full episodes of The World of Beatrix Potter and Friends. And I have been having a lot of fun re-watching one of those episodes a day. And even just the intro song is so nostalgic to me. That's been really, really wonderful and just good for my noggin and don't you worry i am still doing my desperate housewives rewatch but my boyfriend decided that that's also a show that he would like to follow <laughs> y'all know i know there's other people with partners like that out there who are like oh this show's so silly and dramatic and then they're like well what did i miss oh can you pause that oh, that desperate housewives is their show so we are i think at the end of season three three out of eight seasons now so we're slowly trucking along with that one that's like the dinner or before bed show when we are together My other favorite has been replaying animal crossing new horizon which i have an 
ungodly amount of hours in. And I can't even remember off the top of my head how many hours, thousands of hours though on my Switch. When it came out, it came out like right before the first lockdown. So all of us that were Animal Crossing enjoyers, we had so much time to pour into that game. And all my friends were playing it at the time. We would go have island parties. Anyways, I never fell out of the Animal Crossing enjoyment. I used to check in still, you know, once a month or so. The last, I'd say, month, I've been logging on every day. And it's just so calming and therapeutic. Maybe I'll be listening to an audiobook and I'm just chucking around, decorating my little island, decorating houses in the DLC. And that's been a lot of fun for me. I'm trying to go back and revisit games that I already have for this low buy year. And I've completed a few other games that I just had sitting around and replaying games. I think that a lot of us often might finish a game and be like, oh, well, it's done. There's so much replayability though in a lot of these games. Animal Crossing is just so stinking cute. So that has definitely been a favorite of mine as well as the Bratz Flaunch Your Fashion game, which I think came out, was it in 2022 or 2023? It might've just been last year. And it's definitely one where I would say, wait until it's on sale. I know a lot of us are nostalgic, like, oh, Bratz. It's a game made for kids still. There's not that much gameplay, but I'm having so much fun with it and revisiting it. And it's making me want to go dig up my old Bratz dolls. So I think we're going to my mom's for dinner this weekend. When you hear this, we will have already gone. And I already told her I'm going to be digging around the basement and all my old stuff because I'm feeling very nostalgic. My next favorite, which I, again, I already kind of touched on, has been knitting for my jelly cat. Like I said, part of my low by year is just re-exploring things for hobbies that I already have. Using up half used balls of yarn from old projects and what better than to knit for my jelly cat? So I think I have knit two cardigans, one pullover sweater, and a pair of overalls for my one jelly cat, which I don't think I posted those on my Instagram story yet. They are so stinking cute and like I made a little hole for her tail. I put it on my black bunny jelly cat that I have for, for anyone who cares. I don't know if anyone does. I know there is a small group of us who really appreciate a good jelly cat. It's been super fun. And like I said, now I'm working on knitting some little cardigans for my friend's daughter's stuffed animals. because She's really into playing dress up with her dolls and stuffed animals. And it makes me feel good because I don't really need to knit anymore for my plushies, but I am more than happy to keep my hands busy, still feel purpose in doing some projects and using up materials that I already have and have already paid for in the past. I'm gonna make this little girl's day. That has definitely been a favorite of mine. Another one, and I think this is important and important that we all do and be more aware of in everyday life is just appreciating the little pockets of peace in a day and mulling things over before bed in a good way. I know a lot of us can spiral in bed at the end of the day, but I think it's really beautiful to latch onto the small moments throughout the day and really pull those little maybe mundane moments that we would otherwise skip over and think about those things before going to bed. But for me, this is always like seeing a cardinal. When the cardinals come to visit at the bird feeder, I feel like the chosen one. And lately, the male and female have been coming together. They're a pair. There were so many months where I would only see Miss Lady come by herself. That's what I call her. Her name on the blog. And Mr. Man, he didn't come by for so long. Then he would start visiting on his own. And now they come together and they take turns. One keeps watch. One eats a snack. They switch. And that has been such a beautiful 
and wonderful part of my day. Really making me excited for spring to be able to actually sit outside with the birds and the bunnies and the chipmunks again because wow, it's been a long winter of being stuck inside. And here in Southern Ontario, we have finally got a little bit of sun this week, but I think they said my area has only had 30 hours of sun the whole winter up until this past week, which is just bananas. So I've really been feeling hopeful for spring coming soon. It's been such a mild winter too. And hey, Groundhog Day, that little dude said early spring and I believe him. But finding these moments, so a soothing cup of sleepy time tea in my favorite mug, that feeling hits like no other. And when you slow down to appreciate the process of just boiling the water, putting some honey on a spoon, filling up your favorite mug, smelling it, let it warm your hands and enjoying it. It really can help to ground you and turn a crummy day around, even if it just improves it by 5%. I think a lot of life is just remembering that the grass is greener where you water it. I have said it before, but I really like to remember the quote, remember when you wanted what you have now. And isn't that so true? Even if you're not where you want to be, you will never be there because we are humans. We are constantly yearning for more and more and more, but there's so much beauty in that contentment, which we talked about a few weeks ago. And the contentment is the enemy of capitalism. And there is truly so much happiness and finding abundance in what you have now, even in difficult circumstances, not in a forced positivity way. You're allowed to feel your feelings about your situations. But like I said, finding those moments, even if it's just sitting with a cup of tea for 10 minutes on a really shitty day and thinking I'm grateful for a moment of rest from all this chaos. Another favorite that I have here is a little bedtime snack platter. I love a little rat snack. I love to call them rat snacks because I think it's just like a little assortment of items. And some people on TikTok refer to this as girl dinner, if you will. I don't love that term and I'm not gonna unpack that now, but I call it my little rat snacks, my little bedtime rat snack plate. So I decided to share with y'all my three favorite. Cookies and tea is the ultimate cozy rat snack or mouse snack, if you will. Bonus points if it's a homemade cookie with like way too many chocolate chips. My little sleepy time tea while I'm curled up in all my blankets in bed. That is a whole vibe. Number two is my favorite childhood rat snack and that is apple cheese and cracker. And you can get fancy with this. I like to do a honey crisp apple with like some old aged cheese, some Parmesan, Gruyere, and then the garlic and herb crackers from like Farm Boy. I think you can get some at Costco too. Like just get a little wild with it. But that was what we had every day for our first snack of the day at my Montessori when I was young apple cheese and cracker and that has continuously hit the spot for my 27 years of existence you have to you have to combine the three to one bite so you got your cracker cheese on top apple on the very top will not disappoint it is so good number three is my victorian era snack that is a little rat snack plate of assorted pickled things and bread but not just any pickled things and bread. First of all, homemade bread. I'm still very much in my bread making era. It is so easy. All you need is like a banana loaf pan, like for banana bread and four hours of time to basically just wait for this dang dough to rise and to bake. And you have a delicious loaf of bread. So I love taking a big fat piece of homemade bread, you know, slathering on a little butter, a little jam, a little, a little whatever you might be feeling. And then the pickled things. And for me, 
It's the assorted pickled things from the Eastern European grocery store and variety store. Just listen, you can keep it simple with some olives and some pickles. You haven't lived until you've had pickled mushrooms. And the regular grocery stores don't seem to carry like pickled mushrooms and pickled tomatoes. The Eastern European stores typically do because we pickle everything over in the Slavic nations. A little rat snack plate with some pickled mushrooms, some pickled tomatoes, some pickles, a piece of bread. Oh, just chef's kiss. It is so good. I love a little snack. A little snack before I brush my teeth and put my retainer in for a night. Live for that snack. I'm realizing as I go through this list that I, I really started off strong with the consumeristic favorites and I, I was originally going to put those at the end because I know we like to talk about non-consumerism things but it, it flowed with the low by year so bear with me as we keep going through the more general non-thing related favorites which I think should hold way more importance than the things that I talked about at the start that are material things. The next one is opening the curtains first thing in the morning and cracking a window. Yes I know it's February in Canada. I know it's cold but first of all we need that natural light. Oh lordy, we need that natural light for our brains and the fresh air. Even if you just crack your window the teeniest, tiniest bit, it just brings a sense of alertness and happiness into my brain that I cannot even describe. It's also just great for like airing out the house, which can get so stuffy and dusty and crusty throughout the winter when we usually have our windows shut all the time. So that has been a really, really big Favorite of mine is just getting some fresh air in the house, getting some natural light. And just in general, like tending to my house. Another one that I wrote down is just like taking care of my things. You know, I talked about in another episode, wanting to take care of things in general and mend things and repair things. And that is something that I've been just keeping in mind in my weekly putterings around of my house is just maintaining things. So oiling my wooden utensils and my wooden bookshelves when I clean, watering my plants, dusting off very carefully my little knickknacks, wiping down and washing the windows. It's quite therapeutic actually and it also makes you realize how much dust and crust is on all of your things. I mean cleaning never ends as an adult but that's that's a topic for another day. I've just really been enjoying that when I do my laundry I really take my time to flip everything inside out make sure that I'm using the right amount of detergent to take care of my clothes and keep them in the best condition possible just in general taking more care with my things and appreciating them rather than just going through the motions and taking things for granted because we take so much for granted in our day-to-day -day life and when we take that time to find the joy and wonder that we get to like live in a place with a roof over our heads and connect to people through things like this podcast. Put on a pair of cozy, fuzzy socks to have the nice hot shower and slug your face with some real nice moisturizer after. To have 10 minutes to sit on a yoga mat and stretch at the end of the day. All these little things. I know some people are like, girl, touch wood. I'm happy though. I'm so happy finding joy in all of these little things and we live in a system that's not designed for us to do that it's designed to push us through make us feel that not enoughness create holes of insecurity to make us think that we need more and more and more constantly when there is so much joy in what we already have and again not just things but just appreciating the moments in a day and that brings me to my next favorite which is calls with my mom and listen this, you can translate this to whoever your 
person is. I know not everybody has a great relationship with their parents or even family in general. Whoever that person is for you or that found family, taking the time to have phone calls is so underrated. And listen, I get it. I am a self-identified millennial who also hates phone calls. I screen all my calls, but when I'm initiating it in a headspace where I want to talk to somebody, it is so wonderful. And I find with age, I become more resistant and more resistant to technology. And my phone is constantly on do not disturb. I am annoyingly impossible to reach. I have notifications off for everything. I check my phone when I have time to look and see if I have emails. That's usually one time a day. I check for text messages maybe 10 times a day because it's part of my day job as well. Absolutely no notifications on in any way, shape or form for any of my apps, any social media that is a on my time. And as the time goes, I find a lot more meaning in deeper and longer form communication than just like text and email and DM that we've all become so accustomed to. Anyone that knows me knows I love a good voice memo because I also understand there's not always that time for real time phone calls with you know people like my mom who's retired I talk to her every single day whether it's text or phone call which I think a lot of European folks will also feel even with my best friends and in my book club we will just send a voice message or a video of us talking for you know five to six minutes get everything out there and then once or twice a day we can all see and respond accordingly and it feels just like a much healthier form of communication know that you know technology has a lot of great things and the future is the advancements of technology. I just personally like to dumb down my technology. It's better for my mental health, my mental well-being, my wallet, my relationships. It's been a big favorite of mine is just phone calls and limiting my availability to the online world. Even the way I show up online has really changed a lot and I'm, I'm so grateful for everyone that's still here because I don't exist online as a business. If an aligned partnership happens to come up to me, then that's great, but you can probably tell on my page, I don't do a ton of collaborations. I don't even post very frequently. My podcast is the main form of content, I guess, that I regularly share because it's just my favorite. It's my favorite way to talk. It's long form. I feel like I actually get to connect with y'all more. It feels like writing letters back and forth when y'all message me after listening and your thoughts on everything. It, it, I don't know. It's just, it's different and everything else I have just set healthier boundaries with where I'm not fighting to show up in algorithms. If what I post doesn't reach people, that's okay. I'm sharing what I want to share when I have the time and the energy. Which I know sounds silly and this might just be creator specific, but in the world, if you're a creator in any way, shape or form on any platforms, you probably understand the algorithm can be very unforgiving. And I've just decided I don't care I just don't have the energy to try and keep up with it. And I think, and I've heard from a lot of y'all that that's what you like about my space is just keeping it real. And something clicked a few years ago where I was like, I am so over trying to have a business online when I was doing like reproductive health stuff and ooh, capitalizing off of reproductive health or like women's circles and stuff. I want to do a whole episode on that because it really rubs me the wrong way now. And I've had a lot of just time through the years to mull things over and what we monetarily charge for. Anyways, if that's something you would like to hear me expand on more, let me know. I don't know because I feel like it might ruffle a few feathers. But anyhow, I, I got a little off the rails there and I can't remember where I was going with my sentence. Oh, yeah, but just in general, um, 
changing how I'm showing up online is been really good for my brain. And I think it's really good for everyone's brains because social media is so not real. And the more real we can all be, the more we can break the system and rewrite the system to be better for all of us. Because right now, social media and the internet is just one big push of things and must-haves, and it's so exhausting. My last favorite that I have written down is Pinterest. Once again, I know my millennial is showing with this one, okay? I know it is. And if you're maybe a little younger, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of the people that listen are also in their 20s and 30s, but I don't know, maybe if you're like in your early 20s or something and didn't grow up with Pinterest, don't underestimate it. Pinterest is my safe social media platform. There's no real people on there that I have going on curating these fun little boards. I think I have that. It's just, I can't, I don't know how to describe it. It's a safe place of like visual fun and I don't use that as a place to pin wants or must-haves but I think I talked about in my finding my personal style episode that I love using Pinterest for outfit inspiration for clothing items I already have so I have like my little style board where I'll go in my closet and be like oh I have this like black long sleeve that I haven't really worn much and I'll type into Pinterest black long sleeve outfit and get tons of inspiration to match together pieces that I already have. Again, not doing this to like lust after new pieces, but getting inspiration for fun combinations from things I already have has been really, really great for just like reinvigorating my excitement with my wardrobe that I already have. I have a board for every season. I've got my sun board for spring and summer of just vibey pictures. I don't know how else to explain it. Picture of, you know, like a mug and a sunset. This is giving so boomer. I... <laughs> I don't know how to convert the words. I'll put like a story up on Instagram or something, maybe if I remember of my boards, but I've got one for like the holidays with like cozy holiday aesthetics. I don't even know the word. You're on Pinterest, like if you know, you know it. It's so hard to explain the immaculate vibes to anyone else. There's no notifications. There's no one to message you. You're just looking at pretty pictures and saving them. Simple, genius, absolutely love it. Have a fun little woodland creatures board too with just art. Like that's where my key. Beatrix Potter art pinned. Little cutie cartoons of like a duck in rain boots. It's so hard to verbalize a visual platform. It's been, it's been so wonderful. And if I'm feeling like I need to scroll, I try and go to Pinterest because I know TikTok is gonna keep me up too late. My brain is not gonna be able to turn off. I'm hyper consuming content and people's lives at a rate that is not healthy for anybody to consume. Same thing goes with Instagram. Facebook, is anyone actually really on there? Pinterest, that's the safe place. That is the safe place to go. That's my last favorite. I can feel my throat getting a little worn out here. Episode went longer than I expected, but I hope that was interesting. I always feel a little boring when I do these favorites episode. I think I've only done one before, but I love listening to these. These are like one of my favorite types of content to consume. I think it's just interesting and it gives me ideas when I listen to others of how I can use my things to create wonderful moments in my day as well. But that's all for today. What is today? Today is Monday when I'm recording this. I'm trying to give myself the week to edit it at some point before next Sunday because I have a busy week, let me tell you. My day job is pretty slow right now. I have two trips to the orthodontist this weekend. Listen, this is exciting news. I have been wearing Invisalign, doing an Invisalign treatment for over two years now and I'm done. 
I'm done. And I was supposed to get my attachments off in March because they're really busy. And they just called me today and they said, tomorrow, 9 a.m. If you want it, we had a cancellation. You can come get debanded or whatever they call it. The little attachments shaved off. I will have flat teeth once again. Now do the before and after picture update, whatever. Get fitted for a retainer, all that fun stuff. Wednesday, I go pick up the retainer. I'm done. It will be done. Or the Donic treatment. I'm so excited. I've been so exhausted from these dang Invisalign. They definitely become a regular part of your everyday life. I'm so excited to just wear a retainer at night, not have to go every two months to the busy orthodontist office that's usually full of children. It's really exciting. And then Thursday morning, I have therapy and all those days I work after all of these appointments. And if there's anyone else out there, usually I don't even like to work on appointment days. I get so overwhelmed. I get so worked up for the appointments, but I'm trying to be a better functioning human being with the therapy that I've been doing and it's been working and I don't feel overwhelmed thinking about the next three days, having appointments every morning and then having to go to work myself and have appointments with my clients. So I'm really excited to get my freaking Invisalign finished, taken care of. I am feeling in better spirits this week than last week for therapy. So that's exciting, which I also feel like I'm maybe coming to the end of my weekly journey with therapy soon and maybe we'll be dropping down to every other week soon. Feel like we're getting to a, a good place with that. And I am off y'all. I work a four day work week. If you are new around here, I could also do a full podcast on the beauty of four day work weeks, which I know, I know is a privilege. And I am self-employed, which comes with its, you know, pits and peaks. But I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off this weekend. That's exciting. Friday is my probably do nothing day. Again, this is a couple days in the past when you listen, so we'll see next week what I ended up doing. But I might go out for maybe like tea at my friend Molly's house. We threw that idea around. And then Saturday, we're going to go visit my mom for lunch. She wants to make mashed potatoes. We love her mashed potatoes, so that's why. I personally, I like Sundays as my reset day, if you will. I don't love that word, but it's just a good day to bum around the house catch up on some laundry, clean the bathroom, do the floors, bake some bread, some egg bites for the week, some cookies, brownies, whatever the vibe is. So I think it's going to be a good week. And I hope that next week when we talk, I can report back and say that it was a good week. But that will be left up to the future. And if it's not a good week, that's okay too. I'm off now to go, I think, make some food. I feel like earlier I was like, there's something else I'm going to do after recording this episode. And I already forget. I already forget. I'm debating between making spaghetti and that elote dip that I talked about in the Q&A episode. And then it's Monday, so we watch an H3 in coloring. Called a ring. That's what it was. Okay, we are getting to that part of the episode where if you have stayed around long enough, I'm really going off the rails because I'm done following my notes. So I'm going to wrap this up new episodes every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If there is, again, anything you want to hear me talk about in specifics, let me know and I'm happy to oblige. So thank you all for being here. Thank you all for taking the time to listen, to share it with a friend, leave a rating, or do none of that and just listen. I just appreciate y'all so, so much for being here and making this such a positive community. Anywho, another than being sappy, I will see y'all next Sunday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.